section nineteen of cain by jean toomer this librivox recording is in the public domain avy for a long while she was nothing more to me than one of those skirted beings whom boys at a certain age disdain to play with just how i came to love her timidly and with secret blushes i do not know but that i did was brought home to me one night the first night that ned wore his long pants us fellers were seated on the curb before an apartment-house where she had gone in the young trees had not outgrown their boxes then v street was lined with them when our legs grew cramped and stiff from the cold of the stone we'd stand around a box and whittle it i like to think now that there was a hidden purpose in the way we hacked them with our knives i like to feel that something deep in me responded to the trees the young trees that whinnied like colts impatient to be let free on the particular night i have in mind we were waiting for the top-floor light to go out we wanted to see avy leave the flat this night she stayed longer than usual and gave us a chance to complete the plans of how we were going to stone and beat that feller on the top floor out of town ned especially had it in for him he was about to throw a brick up at the window when at last the room went dark some minutes passed then avy as unconcerned as if she had been paying an old maid aunt a visit came out i don't remember what she had on and all that sort of thing but i do know that i turned hot as bare pavements in the summer-time at ned's boast hell bet i could get her too if you little niggers weren't always spying and crabbing everything i didn't say a word to him it wasn't my way then i just stood there like the others and something like a fuse burned up inside of me she never noticed us but swung along lazy along lazy and easy as anything we sauntered to the corner and watched her till her door banged to ned repeated what he'd said i didn't seem to care sitting around old mushhead's bread-box the discussion began hang if i can see how she gets away with it doc started ned knew of course there was nothing he didn't know when it came to women he dilated on the emotional needs of girls so they weren't much different from men in that respect and concluded with a solemn avowal it does em good none of us liked ned much we all talked dirt but it was the way he said it and then too a couple of the fellows had sisters and had caught ned playing with them but there was no disputing the superiority of his smutty wisdom bubbs sanborn whose mother was friendly with avy's had overheard the old ladies talking avy's mother's aunt her he said we thought that only natural and began to guess at what would happen someone said she'd married that feller on the top floor ned called that a lie because avy was going to marry nobody but him we had our doubts about that but we did agree that she'd soon leave school and marry someone the gang broke up and i went home picturing myself as married nothing i did seemed able to change avy's indifference to me i played basketball and when i'd make a long clean shot she'd clap with the others louder than they i thought i'd meet her on the street and there'd be no difference in the way she said hello she never took the trouble to call me by my name on the days for drill i'd let my voice down a tone and call for a complicated manoeuvre when i saw her coming 
she'd smile appreciation but it was an impersonal smile never for me it was on a summer excursion down to riverview that she first seemed to take me into account the day had been spent riding merry-go-rounds scenic railways and shoot the shoots we had been in swimming and we had danced i was a crack swimmer then she didn't know how i toddled her up and showed her how to kick her legs and draw her arms of course she didn't learn in one day but she thanked me for bothering with her i was also somewhat of a dancer and i had already noticed that love can start on a dance floor we danced but though i held her tightly in my arms she was way away that college fellow who lived on the top floor was somewhere making money for the next year i imagined that she was thinking wishing for him ned was along he treated her until his money gave out she went with another fellow ned got sore one by one the boys money gave out she left them and they got sore every one of them but me got sore this is the reason i guess why i had her to myself on the top deck of the jane mosley that night as we puffed up the potomac coming home the moon was brilliant the air was sweet like clover and every now and then a salt tang a stale drift of seaweed it was not my mind's fault if it went romancing i should have taken her in my arms the minute we were stowed in that old lifeboat i dallied dreaming she took me in hers and i could feel by the touch of it that it wasn't a man-to-woman love it made me restless i felt chagrined i didn't know what it was but i did know that i couldn't handle it she ran her fingers through my hair and kissed my forehead i itched to break through her tenderness to passion i wanted her to take me in her arms as i knew she had that college fellow i wanted her to love me passionately as she did him i gave her one burning kiss then she laid me in her lap as if i were a child helpless i got sore when she started to hum a lullaby she wouldn't let me go i talked i knew damned well that i could beat her at that her eyes were soft and misty the curves of her lips were wistful and her smile seemed indulgent of the irrelevance of my remarks i gave up at last and let her love me silently in her own way the moon was brilliant the air was sweet like clover and every now and then a salt tang a stale drift of seaweed the next time i came close to her was the following summer at harper's ferry we were sitting on a flat projecting rock they give the name of lover's leap someone is supposed to have jumped off it the river is about six hundred feet beneath a railroad track runs up the valley and curves out of sight where part of the mountain rock had to be blasted away to make room for it the engines of this valley have a whistle the echoes of which sound like iterated gasps and sobs i always think of them as crude music from the soul of Avi. we sat there holding hands our palms were soft and warm against each other our fingers were not tight she would not let them be she would not let me twist them i wanted to talk to explain what i meant to her Avi was as silent as those great trees whose tops we looked down upon she has always been like that at least to me i had the notion that if i really wanted to i could do with her just what i pleased like one can strip a tree i did kiss her i even let my hands cup her breasts when i was through she'd seek my hand and hold it till my pulse cooled down evening after evening we sat there i tried to get her to talk about that college fellow she never would there was no set time to go home none of my family had come down and as for her she didn't give a hang about them the general gossips could hardly say more than they had the boarding-house porch was always deserted when we returned no one saw us enter so the time was set conveniently for scandal this worried me a little for i thought it might keep avy from getting an appointment in the schools 
she didn't care she had finished normal school they could give her a job if they wanted to as time went on her indifference to things began to pique me i was ambitious i left the ferry earlier than she did i was going off to college the more i thought of it the more i resented yes hell that's what it was her downright laziness sloppy indolence there was no excuse for a healthy girl taking life so easy hell she was no better than a cow i was certain that she was a cow when i felt an utter in a wisconsin stock judging class among those energetic swedes or whatever they are i decided to forget her for two years i thought i did when i'd come home for the summer she'd be away and before she returned i'd be gone we never wrote she was too damned lazy for that but what a bluff i put up about forgetting her the girls up that way at least the ones i knew haven't got the stuff they don't know how to love giving themselves completely was tame beside just the holding of avy's hand one day i received a note from her the writing i decided was slovenly she wrote on a torn bit of notebook paper the envelope had a faint perfume that i remembered a single line told me that she had lost her school and was going away i comforted myself with the reflection that shame held no pain for one so indolent as she nevertheless i left wisconsin that year for good washington had seemingly forgotten her i hunted ned between curses i caught his opinion of her she was no better than a whore i saw her mother on the street the same old pinch-backed jerky-gated creature that i'd always known perhaps five years passed the business of hunting a job or something or other had bruised my vanity so that i could recognize it i felt old avy and my real relation to her i thought i came to know i wanted to see her i had been told that she was in new york as i had no money i hiked and bummed my way there i got work in a shipyard and walked the streets at night hoping to meet her failing in this i saved enough to pay my fare back home one evening in early june just at the time when dusk is most lovely on the eastern horizon i saw avy indolent as ever leaning on the arm of a man strolling under the recently lit arc lights of u street she had almost passed before she recognized me she showed no surprise the puff over her eyes had grown heavier the eyes themselves were still sleepy large and beautiful i had almost concluded indifferent you look older was what she said i wanted to convince her that i was so i asked her to walk with me the man whom she was with and whom she never took the trouble to introduce at a nod from her hailed a taxi and drove away that gave me a notion of what she had been used to her dress was of some fine costly stuff i suggested the park and then added that the grass might stain her skirt let it get stained she said for where it came from there are others i have a spot in soldier's home to which i always go when i want the simple beauty of another's soul robins spring about the lawn all day they leave their footprints in the grass i imagine that the grass at night smells sweet and fresh because of them the ground is high washington lies below its light spreads like a blush against the darkened sky against the soft dusk sky of washington and when the wind is from the south soil of my homeland falls like a fertile shower upon the lean streets of the city upon my hill in soldier's home i know the policeman who watches the place of nights when i go there alone i talk to him i tell him i come there to find the truth that people bury in their hearts i tell him that i do not come there with a girl to do the thing he's paid to watch out for i look deep in his eyes when i say these things and he believes me he comes over to see who it is on the grass 
i say hello to him he greets me in the same way and goes off searching for other black splotches upon the lawn a v and i went there a band in one of the buildings a fair distance off was playing a march i wished they would stop their playing was like a tin spoon in one's mouth i wanted the howard glee club to sing deep river from the road to sing deep river deep river from the road other than the first comments a v had been silent i started to hum a folk tune she slipped her hand in mine pillowed her head as best she could upon my arm kissed the hand that she was holding and listened or so i thought to what i had to say i traced my development from the early days up to the present time the phase in which i could understand her i described her own nature and temperament told how they needed a larger life for their expression how incapable washington was of understanding that need how it could not meet it i pointed out that in lieu of proper channels her emotions had overflowed into paths that dissipated them i talked beautifully i thought about an art that would be born an art that would open the way for women the likes of her i asked her to hope and build up an inner life against the coming of that day i recited some of my own things to her i sang with a strange quiver in my voice a promised song and then i began to wonder why her hand had not once returned a single pressure my old-time feeling about her laziness came back i spoke sharply my policeman friend passed by i said hello to him as he went away i began to visualize certain possibilities an immediate and urgent passion swept over me then i looked at avy her heavy eyes were closed her breathing was as faint and regular as a child's in slumber my passion died i was afraid to move lest i disturb her hours and hours i guess it was she lay there my body grew numb i shivered i coughed i wanted to get up and whittle at the boxes of young trees i withdrew my hand i raised her head to waken her she did not stir i got up and walked around i found my policeman friend and talked to him we both came up and bent over her he said it would be all right for her to stay there just so long as she got away before the workmen came at dawn a blanket was borrowed from a neighbor house i sat beside her through the night i saw the dawn steal over washington the capitol dome looked like a gray ghost ship drifting in from sea avy's face was pale and her eyes were heavy she did not have the gray crimson splashed beauty of the dawn i hated to wake her orphan woman End of section nineteen